The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Masechet Rosh Hashanah. Masechet Rosh Hashanah has been sponsored by Mr. Soli and Cheryl Mizrahi. Hashem Alehem Yihyu for the Hatzlacha of both of their families, for Bezat Hashem, health, happiness, Tabnasa, continued success, and of course, uh, much nachat and uh, pleasure from their children. Hiratzon, in the zechut of their dedication to the Masechet Rosh Hashanah, they will be zocher for good judgment, they will be zocher for good beracha and mazal in all their endeavors. Amen. Daf Vav. Today's daf is being studied. Da'alu Nishmat. Avraham ben Esther. Ruach Hashem tanihenu began Eden. Amen. We begin today's daf on daf here Amud Bet, and we are on the bottom line. Just to review where we're holding in the sugya. In our previous Gemara, we quoted a Braita, and in the Braita, it quoted the Pasuk that was referring to the Isur of Bal Te'acher. And the Pasuk said, Vehaya Becha Het. And the Gemara was Doresh, Velo Bekorbanecha Het. Which means, the person that delays bringing his Korban, he makes the sin, but the Korban itself is not Pasul. Which means, even though you delayed it, you can bring the Korban at a later time. The Qurban does not become Pasul. So the Gabala had a question, what do you mean we have another Pasuk that says, Ve'achalta lefnei Hashem elohecha, ma'asar deganecha, teroshecha v'yisarecha, u'bkorot bekarecha v'sonecha. And we learned from this Pasuk that, just like ma'asir, you can bring it after its time, and it does not become Pasul from one year to the other even though you delayed it, so to Bechor does not become Pasul from one year to the other. So therefore, what do you need two Pesukim for? To teach you the same thing. So the Gebara said, no, that you need both Pesukim, because I would have thought maybe Bechor, that's not considered, or I would have thought that maybe Bechor, that since it's not a Bar Harza'ah, that since it's not coming to be mechaper for anything, so therefore I would say that even after its time, it's not going to become pasul. However, kadashim, other types of korbanot, korban ola, korban uh, even shelamim and ola, where a person is giving it as a korban, so it's coming to seek mercy and kapara, so I might have thought that after its time, so therefore it's late, and therefore the Quran becomes pasul, so the Gibraltar says, kamash ma'alan, that no, that even such korbanot, the korban itself does not become pasul. So the Gibraltar begins, ve'akati, and still, medeben azai nafka. We know this principle from what ben azai taught. Detanya, because we have a beraita. Ben Azai Omer, Ben Azai says, now this is a pasuk regarding pigul. It says by pigul, This is talking about if, let's say the Kohen had a kabana, or they had a kabana, let's say, to eat the korban, 
or to bring the Qurban past its time, or eat the Qurban, I should say, past its time, which every Qurban has a given time where you can eat it. So this pigul would mean that he had kabanat to eat it past its time. So the Gibara says that what happens, oto, the Qurban becomes pasul. Matamud lomar, lefishin emar, because we have another pasul that says, lo ta'ahir leshallimo. The teachers, you know, have to delay the Qurban. Shomeya ani, af me'ahir nidro, bebal yiraseh. That I would have thought that what? That even a korban that was delayed, maybe that korban becomes nullified and is not accepted. Tamudomar oto. That's why we have the pasuk by pigul to say no, only a pigul korban, oto, that becomes pasul. Oto belo yiratse is not accepted. Ve'en me'ahen nidro belo yiratse. But somebody that delays his korban is not subject to the law of lo yiratse. So therefore you see clearly we have another pasuk by pigul. The fact that the pasuk had to say oto so therefore we come and say yes only pigul then that type of korban where the kohen had a kabanat to eat it past its time that type of korban itself becomes pasul Masha'enken in the isur of balte aher the korban itself does not become pasul so what do you need this to rashafu so the gabara says you're right that which we said above when it said uh, in the pasuk, uh, the Gemara is going to learn it now differently. And the Hadush of the Brayta above is, when it says, it means that you will not have a sin. Which means, and your wife will not have a sin. I'm sorry, when the Pasuk says, The Pasuk means, you will make the sin, however, not your wife. What does this mean? Salka datak amina, I would have thought. Ho'il v'amar b'yohanan, v'yitemar b'yilhazar, en ishto shil adam meta, ela imken mevakshim mimenu mamon, ve'en lo, shene'emar, im'en lechal shalem, lamma yikach mishkabecha metachtecha, so we have a statement of Rabbi Al-Azad that says, Barmanan, a person's wife dies if he does not pay back money that he stole, according to Rashi. Or money that he vowed, according to Tosafot, that he doesn't pay. Hasba Shalom, it can cause his wife to die. Shani Imar, how do you know that? Im en shalem, because the Pasuk says, if you don't have what to pay, lamma yikah mishkabecha metahtecha. Why are you going to cause your wife to be taken from under you. So the Gemara now goes and analyzes. So you would have thought also that if a person delays by bringing his Qurban, that that can also cause his wife to die. That's what the Pasuk says. That no. And the Pasuk says um, that the sin will be in you and not in your Wife. So let's review what took place over here. Basically, the Gemara had three different pesukim at one point teaching us all the same thing that the korban of Balta Aher 
the Qurban itself does not become Pasul. We had the Pasuk of Hayah Bechachet, Becha and not in the Qurban. We had the Pasuk by Bechor, teaching me that just like Maaseh does not become Pasul after its time, so to Bechor. And then we have the Pasuk by Pigul that says only Pigul, Oto, becomes Pasul, but not a Qurban of Baltahir. So the Gebra says, well, we need the two Pasukim of Bechor, and it comes out, why? Because I would have thought that a Bechor, since it itself is uh, not coming for Hartza'ah, not coming for Kapara, it's intrinsically Kodesh from the beginning of its uh, conception, its birth. So therefore I would have said that even uh, after its time, it's not going to become Pasul. And the Hadush is that even regular Korbanot also do not become Pasul, even though they're coming to atone. Oh, so the Gabbara says, what do you mean? But we have another Pasuk that talks about Pigul that tells me Oto and not Lot That only Pigul becomes Pasul, uh, but not Bal Ta'akhir. So the Gabbara says, you're right. The original Dirasha of Ba'ya Bechachet to teach me something totally different. That the sin is on the person who delayed it, but not, not going to affect his wife. Which means, Velo Bishtechachet. And therefore, the original Baita, when it said, Baya Bechachet, Velo Bechorbanechachet, we have to explain uh, that means that it's not considered as if uh, he is in contempt of his vow, and therefore, it's not going to affect his wife. Which means, the Qurban is still valid, and therefore he can still bring the Qurban. And so since he can still bring the Qurban, so therefore it's not going to affect his wife, and Hasrashlam cause her to die. Comes the Gemara and continues. We have a Pasuk. The Pasuk says over here that a person should keep his word, keep his vow. This is a positive commandment to teach us that a person who makes a verbal vow must keep his words. Tishmor, from the word Tishmor, Because when the Torah uses the word Tishmor, that introduces a negative commandment. Ve'asita comes and tells me, Azhara lebetin shi'asuka, that betin can even force a person to pay his vows. The next part of the Pasuk says, Ka'asher nadarta ze neder. This is referring to vows. La'ashem elohecha, now these words are extra, so it's coming to tell us, Elu hataot ve'ashavot olot ushlamim. That all these type of korbanot are subject to the mitzvah of mozat sefatecha tishmor. Nedava, what the Pasuk says, Nedava, kemashma'ot, it teach me that also nedavot are subject to the mitzvah of mozat sefatecha tishmor. Asher dibarta, this is referring to a person that vows money to the treasury of the Beit HaMikdash. When it says in the word Beficha, that's also an extra word. That's referring to Tzedaka, like the Tosfot says, that we have a Pasuk in Yeshaya, because it says, And therefore, that's a similar word when it says, Befi. Uh, and there it says over here, Beficha, that's referring to Sadaqah. So let's review this derasha. The Pasuk says again, Motsa, Sifateha, Tashmor, Vahasita, Kashin, Nadarta, Nashem, Elohecha, Nedaba, Ashid, Dibarta, Beficha. So Motsa, Sifateha teaches me there's a mitzvah Aseh. Tashmor teaches me there's a mitzvah Lotase. Again, if you delay your uh, donation. 
uh, or neder. Kashin nadata, because that's a neder, and Hashem Elohecha teaches me that's hataot, ashamot, olot, and shilamim. Nedaba teaches me even things that are donated. Hashem dibarta teaches me things that are donated to the treasury, and beficha teaches me tzedakah. Common denominator to only th- these things. It's subject to the law of motzasefatecha and the positive commandment that you have to donate it, and the negative commandment that if you donate it, you make an isur. So comes Gemara now is going to analyze this brayta. Amar mor, we have a statement. Motzasefatecha. When it says motzasefatecha, zoom mitzvat aser. This is a positive commandment. Lamali, what do I need this pasuk for? Mebata shama vahabetem shama nafka. We learned above. From the pasuk, that this is a positive commandment to bring your neder to the Beit Hamikdash. So, why do you need this pasuk of Motzah We know already from Mevat Hashama that you have to bring your korban to the Beit Hamikdash immediately. So that's already redundant. Tishmor zumitzvat aseh, and you just told me that from the word Tishmor, that's a mitzvat lota aseh lamali. What do I need that for? We know that already from the Isur of the Torah. Now, furthermore, you told me Azhara lebetin shiyasuka to teach me that betin can force you. Lamali, what do I need that pasuk? Miyakriv oto nafka, because I know this already that betin can force you from the pasuk yakriv oto. Why? The Tanya, because we have a pasuk. The full pasuk says el petah oil moed yakriv oto lirzono. So the Gemara says yakriv oto melamet shekofin oto betin can force a person to bring the korban that he donated. Yachol ba'al korcho Can they force him against his will? Tamud domar lirtsono So it has to be willingly Well haketz How do you force a person to do something willingly? So the Gebarah says Kofin oto ad shiomar rotze ani That they force him until he brings it Willingly. So basically, we have redundancy on three points of this pasuk. The mitzvah ase is redundant, because one pasuk says motasifatecha, and the other pasuk says bata shama vahabetem shama. So the mitzvah ase is redundant. The lot ase is redundant, because it says tishmor, and it says lot ahed shalemo. And the, uh, against, uh, their will, which means the fact that betin can force is also redundant, because we have the pasuk over here that says, we have the pasuk that says Vahasita that teaches me that Betin forces, and we have the pasuk of Yakriv Oto that Betin forces. So why do you need two pasukim that are basically saying, or we have a, 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 a repetition of the three concepts? So the Gemara says, Had the Amar velo Afrish. They had the afrish velo akrib because we're talking about two different stages. The first derasha is telling me where the person just made the vow, but he did not designate the korban. Just at the vow stage already, he's going to be guilty of if he does not fulfill and continue to separate it, he's going to be guilty of motasafatecha tishmor, as well as the fact that the betin can force him to. Separate the korban. The had and the second pasuk is coming to tell me that even if he did designate the korban, but he did not bring it yet, he's going to be subject to the mitzvah aseh, to the mitzvah lot aseh, and betin can force him. So therefore, we need two pasukim to teach us two different stages: the neder before he designated it, and then if he designated it but did not bring it. Uzlikan, you need both pesukim to teach me both stages. Ti ashmi'inan amar velo afrish, because if you told me the case. 
only where he designated, where he said, but he did not designate, he did not separate the korban. I'll say mishum de lo kaimel debure. So the reason why he's guilty because he didn't keep his word. He vowed to bring something and he didn't uh, separate it. About afrish de lo akriv. But I'll say maybe if he designated it, but he just didn't get out to bring it yet. I might argue and say wherever it is, be de rahmana ite. It's considered already in the treasury of the Shamayim, and therefore it's considered as if he fulfilled his nedir. Therefore, tzedikah. You need to tell me, even if he designated it and didn't bring it, still he's guilty. Now go the opposite way. If it told me the case of Afrish, where he designated it, but he just didn't get around to bring it yet, I will say the reason why he's guilty is the kamash gabe, and because he's delaying it, he's holding it by him. But if he just said that he's going to do it, but he did not designate it, I might say his word is nothing, and therefore, maybe he's not Ovet, therefore we need both Pesukim. So therefore, basically, the redundancy of these Halachot teach me two stages that one is Hayab at both stages. Comes again and says, Umi Matzit Amart. Can you tell me the Amar Velo Afrish? You're telling me that the Pesukim are teaching me in a case where a person made a Nedir, but he did not separate yet. He did not designate the Korban. How could you tell me that? Vehan Nedava Ketiv. Which means in the Pasuk, one of the cases is talking about a Nedaba. Now we know a Nedaba, like the Mishnah is going to tell us now, Utnan, Ezehu Nedir, what is considered a Nedir? Haomer Hare Alai Ola. Where a person says, a Ola is on me to bring. Ve'ezuhi nedaba, and what's considered a nedaba? Ha'omer zu ola. Where the person says, this is an ola. He designates the animal. Uma ben neder le nedaba. What is the difference halachically? Neder, by a neder, met on nignav, if the animal died or got stolen, hayab baharuto, you must replace it, because you said it is on me to bring the korban. Hare alai. Nedaba, but by a nedaba, meta on nigneba, if the animal died or was stolen, eno hayab baharuta. You're not obligated to replace it, because you said this specific the Qurban. So the, the question the Gemara is, how could you tell me the case of one of the Pesukim is where you, design, where you made the vow, but you did not designate the animal? Because one of the cases in the Pesuk is in the Daba. In, by definition, in the Daba is where you designated the animal. So how could you tell me the case is talking about where you made the uh, verbal commitment, but you did not designate. Adraba, that doesn't work by Nidaba. Nidaba means you actually designated the specific animal. So the Gemara says, Amarava mashkahatla kegon de Amar hare alai ola al menat she'eni hayab ha'ariyuta. We're talking about a case where a person said, it is on me to bring an ola on the condition that I do not have liability. Which means I'll not be responsible if something happens. So therefore that's considered like a nedava. Where even though you said it bilshon nedir. So therefore, since you said it Allah, you don't have to actually designate the korban yet. But it's considered like a nedaba because when you finally do designate it, since you said that you're not going to be liable, so if something happens to the animal, you will not have to replace it. So that's the case of nedaba and the pasuk where he says hare alai, but he puts the condition Comes again and says beficha. We learned from the word beficha. That's referring to tzedakah. That what? That tzedakah you have to pay. Immediately, Amar Abba Ustaka Mehayev Ale 
Le'altar. When it comes to tzedakah, you have to pay the tzedakah immediately. My ta'ama, deha kaime aniim. Because the aniim are waiting for it. The aniim are waiting for the money. Therefore, you have to pay it immediately. The Gibbara says, Peshita. Isn't that uh, obvious? Which means tzedakah has got nothing to do with the shalosh regalim, waiting for three holidays. The tzedakah is for the aniim. So the Gibbara says, Now, the tema keban de be'inyana de korbanot ketiva. Because we might have thought that since this word, this concept of tzedakah was written in the context of the korbanot, of the other korbanot. I might have thought you have to wait, or that you can wait three holidays, like when it comes to the other korbanot. That no. Yeah, by the korbanot, we depended on the regalim, they have to regalim. But here, no. Because the anim are prevalent, therefore they need the money. So tzedakah would be an exception that you have to pay it immediately. The only question is, if you remember the b'raita above, when it was listing all the different items that you have three regalim to pay, the b'raita and the dalim, and here, the Braita clearly gave tzedakah as an example of an item that you have to read a galim. So the question is, what do you mean? Here it's mashman, it has to be immediately. So the Mefashim answered that over there in the first Braita, when it said you have to read a galim, it's talking about where the anim are not prevalent. Also, if there's no anim prevalent, then of course he has three degalim. But our bride that says you have to pay it immediately is talking about where the anim are there and they're expecting the money and therefore you have to pay it right away. Now, once a person makes a neder, let's say to bring a korban, even after one holiday passes, over ba'aseh, he transgresses a positive commandment, like we said, the positive commandment of ubata shama v'habetem shama, like we said. So the Gemara says, we have a question. gave a testimony al vlad shelamim on the child of a korban shelamim. Let's say a person designated a korban shelamim and the animal was pregnant. So the halakha says that since you're designated as a shelamim when it's pregnant, even after it gives birth. The Vlad itself, the child that's born, also has the status of Shilamim. So the law is that what? Shiikrav Shilamim. That the child has to be brought as a Shilamim. And what was the testimony? Amara Pepias Ani Me'id. He says, I testify, Shaitanan Uparash Zahay Shilamim. We had a para that was designated for Shilamim. And we ate the mother. As a korban shalamim on Pesach, ve'achanu velada shalamim, and the child we ate as a korban shalamim behag on Sukkot. So the Kabbalah says, what do you mean? Bishlama be'Pesach lo akrebuha. I understand why you didn't slaughter the child on Pesach as a korban shalamim. Imur di mehusar zeman hava. Because the halakha says that you have to wait at least eight days before you slaughter the child. Because since we slaughtered the mother, halakha says, You have to wait seven days before you can slaughter the child. So good, we understand why you didn't slaughter the child as a shilamim on Pesach. However, The vilad, the child of this korban, should have been brought on Shavuot. But it says they didn't bring it till the Hag. Hag is Sukkot. How did they delay it? And they went against an Aseh. Because you just told me, Rava, that you have to bring a Korban the first holiday. And if you delay it the first holiday, you're over an Aseh. So what do you mean? If Pia said that had an animal that was pregnant, so the mother they brought on 
Pesach, and the child they brought on the Hag. We're assuming the Hag means Sukkot. So the Gemara is saying, how did they skip over Shavuot? Amar Avzvid Mishemed Rabah. So Avzvid said, Nehme Rabah. Kegon Shehaya Chole Ba'atzeret. It's talking about where the animal was sick on Shavuot. And the Halakha says that if the animal is sick, you do not have to bring it. So therefore they brought it on the next holiday. And some want to say when it says Chole, it's not going on the animal, it means on the owner. And therefore since the owner was sick, so therefore they were able to bring it on Sukkot. Comes the Gemara and continues. Rabbi Asher Amar, Mai ve'achanu ve'ladash shilamim be'chag diktani. Rabbi Asher has a different answer. He says, what does it mean when it's said in the statement that we ate the korban on the hag? Hag ha-shavuot. It's referring to hag ha-shavuot. Who told you the hag over there means sukkot? When it says hag, it means shavuot. The idach and the other rabbi of Zvi that didn't accept this, didn't like this answer. Because he says, Korecha detani pesach. Because whenever you have a statement and the word and the holiday... Pesah is referred to Tani Atzeret. So therefore they would refer to Shavuot as Atzeret, not just Hag. Okay, now we go to another statement of Rabbah. Once already the Korban, it passes over from Shloshad Galim, three holidays. So this Isur of Bal Ta'ahir, it's not a one-time Isur. Every single day that they do not bring the Qurban, after three the Galim, there's a new Balta Ahir that goes on the person. So the Gemara says, that's so. Metive, we have a question for a bright Ahad Bechor, Vehad Kola Kodashim. Whether it's a Bechor or any type of Qurban, Kevan Sha'avru Adahim Shana, once a year passes, Belor Galim, even if three the Galim did not pass, or the case of the regalim, if three regalim passed belo shana without a year, over bebal te'acher. Which means, these are the two cases where you over and bal te'acher. A year without three regalim, or three regalim without a year. So the Gebara says, the Gebara's question is assuming that, since you're giving me all cases where you over and bal te'acher, you should have also told me, and if you delay it, you also over bal te'acher every second. Or every day. Means here the Brayta sounds like it's trying to give me cases where you're going to over on Bal Tahir. Where if you delayed it a year, even without three Degadim, or three Degadim without a year, so it should also say. Or every single day that you delay it after the time, you're also going to get a Bal Tahir. So how come the Brayta didn't say it? So the Gemara says, Mehdi. Oh, I'm sorry. The high, mighty Yuftir. The Gemara says, what's the question? That's no question on Rabbah from that. Amar of Kahana, Mandeka motif, Shapirka motif. Then Gabriel says, no. The, the one that's asking a question is actually asking a good question. Mehti. Tana alaveka mehader. The Tana is looking for different ways to be over Baltahir. Like I said, where it's a year without uh, three holidays or three holidays without a year. So therefore, litni bechol yom vayom over Baltahir. So it should have said in the Brayta also that every single day that you delay, you also over on Baltahir. So the Gemara says, "Now ve'idach Rabbah can answer Tanah lemikbe'ah belavka mehader." The Tanah is trying to find a case where you over on Bal Taher belavei tere lo kamehader, but he's not coming to tell you the extra levim, which means he's just coming to tell you. He's just coming to tell you different scenarios where you over on the lav of Baal but he's not coming to tell you where you over on multiple times of Baal Therefore, the Brayta is not a question. Come to Gevara now, says Gufa. 
We just learned in a Braita. Echad Bechor Ve'echad Kol HaKodashim Whether it's a Bechor or other Kol HaKodashim Kevan She'avru Adahem Shana Belo Gimel Regalim If a year passed without three Regalim Or the case of Gimel Regalim Three Regalim Belo Shana Over Bebaal Te'acher So now the Gemara is going to try to give us the scenario Where you can have a year without three Regalim Or three Regalim without a year so the Gemara says, "Bishlama Gimel Regalim Beloshana." I understand a case where you could have three holidays without a year. Mashkachatla. We can give the case where, let's say, a person made a neder right before Pesach. Therefore, you count three holidays: Pesach, Shavuot, Sukkot. So that's three holidays without a year. It's only six months to pass. So we understand in that case you're going to be hayav. That's three holidays without a year. So the Gemara says, "Ela shana regalim." But how do you have a year pass without three regalim? Hechi mashkahata, which means in a year you're going to have three regalim. The Gemara goes further. Hani kesedran, which means. According to the opinion that says that in order to be over balte acher, you need the three regalim to to go kesedran, meaning Pesach has to be the first one. Mashkahatla, we can have a case where the year passed and the three regalim did not pass yet. For example, let's say he made the neder right after Pesach. So therefore. He makes the neder after Pesach, so you have a year that passes all the way back to Pesach, but still you do not have Shiloshah Regalim, because you need the Pesach to go first. And here he made the neder after Pesach. So that would be good. You have a case of a year without Shiloshah Regalim. And the Kesedran, but according to the opinion that says you don't need Kesedran, you just need three arbitrary holidays. So what's the case where you have a year without Shiloshah Regalim? So Bishlama, let it be. We can understand the quote to be Mashkahatla Bishana Meubere. The case can be in a leap year. Why? Let's understand the Shita of Rabbi. The Tanya, we have a Braita. That is Braita is discussing the law of Bate Arechoma. That's a case where a person sells a house in Yerushalayim. So the law is that the seller can renege from the sale up until one year. The Torah's language is. Ad melotlo shana timima, meaning the seller has one year to renege to get his property back. Now, on this word shana timima of the Torah, we have a great mahlokit. And the Gemara says, Rabbi Omer yom He says when the Torah says a shana, it's three hundred and sixty-five days. That's considered a year, which we would call a lunar year. That's the time that the uh, earth would revolve around the sun. So therefore he learns that a year means 365 days. They say no. You count 12 months to the day. And therefore, now let's say, they would add an extra month to the year, meaning an extra adar. So the seller benefits. Because, let's say, uh, he uh, sold the house on the 15th of Nisan. So now, you have to, to, for a complete year, you have to wait until the 15th of Nisan. Now, even though they added a 13th month, another Adar, it doesn't matter. You wait until the 15th of Nisan. So that would be the advantage of the seller 
that he gets basically an extra month. So now the Gemara analyzes. According to the B that says a year is 365 days, we'll say like this. Let's say the guy sanctified or he uh, made a nede to bring a korban after Pesach. And it's talking about where there's a leap year. So let's say he made, uh, for argument's sake, he made the neder on the 22nd day of Nisan. Meaning, right after Pesach. So according to Rabbi, a year goes with 365 days. Now the 365 days uh, is going to Shilhe Adar Batra'ah. And now they added a second Adar, Shana Malya. That's when the year is going to be complete. Because on the, let's say the 20, 365 days will be somewhere at the end of Adar, you'll get to the 365 days. So therefore, you see you have 365 days, but you do not have Shloshah Regalim. Then give us the Garim, Lo Malu, because you didn't get back to Pesach. So again, let's give the case again according to the Bida. Bida says a year is 365 days, so I have a case where you can have a year without the Garim. Let's say he made it, let's make it a little easier case. Let's say he did it in the middle of Pesach. Let's say he did it on the 16th of, 17th of Nisan. So therefore, three hundred, and they added an extra year, an extra month to the year. So the 365 days is going to fall out at the end of Adar. So that's a year passed. So you're going to be over Balta Ahir, even though three holidays did not pass yet. But according to the rabbis that say no, it goes from day to day. So therefore, uh, you, you, even with a leap year, you're always going to have in... 365 in, in, in one year you always quote to them the year goes from day to day so again if you made the uh, neder on the 17th of Nisan and you have to wait until the 17th of Nisan the next year and therefore even though you added an extra adat it doesn't matter the year passed and you do have three holidays so give me the case where you have a year without three regalim so the Gabbara says kedetani rab shemaya. So this is going like Rav Shemaya that says Atzeret that Shavuot Paramim Hamisha. Sometimes Shavuot falls out on the fifth of Nisan. Paramim Shisha. Sometimes it falls out on the sixth of Nisan. I'm sorry, Sivan. Paramim Shiva. And sometimes on the seventh of Sivan. Now let's figure out how Shavuot can fall out either on the fifth, the sixth, and the seventh. And the Gemara says Haketzad. What's the case? So Gabbara says, Shinehem Mileim. Now let's say the months of Iyar. Well, let's say the months of Nisan and Iyar are uh, Mileim. Mileim is they're both 30 day months. So let's figure it out ourselves. The Torah says that Shavuot is 50 days from the second day of Pesach. The second day of Pesach is the sixth, is the 16th of Nisan. Now let's say Nisan has 30 days and Iyad has 30 days. So that would mean you would have 15 days of Nisan plus 30 days of Iyad. That's 45 days plus 5 days of Sivan. So that would make Shavuot on the 5th. So the Gemara says, Shinehem Mileim Hamisha. And we continue the Gemara. 
That's the case of Hamisha Besivan. Now we go, Shenehem Hasirim. Now let's say the month of Nisan and Iyar are both Hasid. They're both 29 days. So therefore, you'll have 14 days of Nisan, starting from the 16th to the 29th. That's 14 days, plus 29 days of Iyar. So that's 29 and... 14, so that's 29, 39, that will take you to, 39, that will take you to 40, uh, well let's figure out again, Shinem Hasidim, correct, so that would take you, so if you have 14 days of Nisan, plus 29 days of Iyar, so 39, 40, 41, 42, 43, that's 43 days exactly. And Shavuot is on the 50th day, so you need another 7 days. So therefore, in that case, uh, Shavuot is going to be Shiva. So again, Shavuot will be Shiva on the 7th in that case. Now, Ehad Ehad Hased, if one of the months are full, meaning a 30 day, and the second month, let's say for example, is Hased, then Shavuot is going to be Shisha. Because then you'll have 44 days. And then with the 44 days, you're going to have to add another 6 days to get to Shavuot. So basically, Shavuot can come out either on the 5th, the 6th, the 7th of Sivan, all depending on exactly if the months of Nisan and Iyar are Hased or Maleh. So again, if both of them are Mele'im, then Shavuot is on the 5th of Sivan. If both of them are Hasidim, then Shavuot is on the 7th. And if one is Hasid and one is Maleh, so then it is on the 6th. Now, let's analyze how the Hachamim can have a case where a year can pass, but still you did not get three Regalim. So the case will be as follows. Let's say a person... Uh, sanctified to bring a korban in the year where Shavuot, let's say, fell out on the 5th of Sivan. Let's say that year Shavuot fell out on the 5th of Sivan. And he made his nedir on the 6th of Sivan. And the following year, Shavuot was on the 7th of Sivan. So therefore, when he made his nedir from the 6th of Sivan to the 6th of Sivan, one year passed, because the rabbis go from day to day. And still, three holidays did not pass, because Shavuot that next year is on the 7th. So therefore, we have a case of a year passing, even though three degalim do not pass. And the Hadush of the Braita is that what? That even though... Uh, or Rava's statement is that even though a year passes, I'm sorry, even though three Degalim did not pass, so long as one year passed, you're going to be Hayav Balta Acher. And the case would be again where a person uh, that year Shavuot was on the 5th of Sivan and he made his nether on the 6th of Sivan and the next year Shavuot was on the 7th of Sivan. So comes again what says, Uman Tanad Padig which means Tanakama, we didn't see this opinion of Tanakama, but it seems that the opinion of Rav Oshaya that says that Shavuot can sometimes come on the 5th, the 6th, the 7th, it seems that there is a Tana that argues on that opinion. It seems that he holds that Shavuot will always come out on the same day. So the Gabbana says that opinion is Aherimhi. Tanya Aherim Omrim, Aherim say that the way the calendar works is 
it's always one month is Hasid and the next month is Maleh. Which means you never have two in a row, Hasid or two in a row, Maleh. It's always going to be one Hasid and one Maleh. And therefore, according to Aharim, Shavuot will always come out on the 6th of Sivan. Like this statement says, in ben atzeret la atzeret from one shavuot from one year to the next is going to be in ben rosh hashanah rosh hashanah or for that matter the difference between one year's rosh hashanah to another ela arba'a yamim bilvad is only a four day spread and let's explain how this happens because the lunar calendar is 354 years well 300 sorry 354 days now 354 days if you divide it equally in weeks would be 50 weeks 50 times 7 would be 350 and you have a remainder 4 so therefore every year you have a remainder 4 so the holidays Shavuot from one year to the next would be four days later. For example, if Shavuot, let's say, falls out on a Sunday one year, the next year it will fall out on a Thursday. And the same with Rosh Hashanah. That if there was a leap year, so then Hamisha, so then Shavuot is going to be five days later. The reason being in because the leap month has 29 days. Now, 28 days is exactly four weeks, so you just have a remainder one. And therefore, that would be added, so therefore it's five-day difference. So therefore, according to Aharim, they say Shavuot can only come out on the 6th, because every month is Hasid, and the next one is Maleh, and it follows that order. Comes again, and continues, Ba'er Rabbi Zera. Rabbi Zera had a question. Yoresh, let's say somebody inherits the Qurban, let's say of his father. Mahu Does the son that inherits the Qurban of his father, is he subject to the laws of Balta Akhir? Or what's the question? Kitdor Neder Amarahmana. Maybe the Pasuk says only the one that made the vow. The son did not make the ned. Maybe the law is on the one that goes up to Yerushalayim. And indeed the son is obligated to go up to Yerushalayim. And therefore, if he doesn't go up and bring his father's Quran, could be he will be over. From the fact that the Pasuk says, means when the Pasuk comes along and says Me'imach from the person himself it's Masra from the person himself that made the Neder Me'imach coming to exclude the Yoresh because the Yoresh did not make the Neder the Kabbalah says what do you mean Ve'ham Me'imach Mev'ele we learned in the bright above that from the word Me'imach we came to learn the laws of Leket, Shekha, Upe'ah, that it's subject to the laws of Balta'ahir. Because we said, there's another Pasuk in the Torah that says, Ite'ani Imach. And here it says in the Pasuk, Me'imach. So we learned that the laws of Leket, Shekha, Upe'ah are subject to Balta'ahir. So the word Me'imach is already used. So the Gabbara says, Kari Be'imach, Ukari Be'imach. Which means Leket, Shekha, Upe'ah, we learn from the word Imach. And this Dirashat to exclude the Yoresh, we're learning from the Mem, the extra meme of the word Me'imach. And now we go to the last question. Ba'ir Rabbi Zira. Rabbi had a question. Isha regarding a lady. Ma'hi be'bal ta'ahir. Is she subject to the laws of ba'al ta'ahir? Why not? Mi amrinan halo mehaiba b'riya. I could say that a lady is not obligated to go up to Yerushalayim because the Pasuk says, Shalosh pa'amim yira'eh kol zikhurecha. Only the males are obligated to go up, not the females. So therefore, since she's not obligated to go up, therefore maybe she's not 
subject of Baal or Dilma, Ha'ita Bismha. Or maybe she, you know, she's not obligated to go up to bring Korbanot, but she is obligated in the Mizvah Bismahta Behagecha. And therefore, how do you have Simha? You have Korban Shalamim. And therefore, she is obligated to go up at least to eat the Korban Shalamim. So therefore, maybe she has to bring the Korbanot as well when she goes up. So the Gebara says, This is Abayet. Giving the answer. Does Abaye say that a lady is obligated to go up to Yerushalayim to fulfill the Mitzvah of Simcha by eating Korban Shalamim? Abaye says, That a lady does not have an obligation to have Simcha herself, but the obligation is on the husband to be Misameh, his wife, with clothes and jewelry and different things like that, but not Korban Shalamim. So how could Abaye come along and say that maybe the lady is Hayaf because she's obligated to go up to eat Korban Shalamim? He doesn't hold that the lady Simcha manifests itself with Korban Shalamim. He says the lady Simcha is with clothes and jewelry. Kabbalah says, Which means you're right. He's only saying the two sides of the Zafik according to the Bizirah, the one that asked the question. Which means you're right. According to Abayel, he'll say, I don't hold of Simcha by the ladies. And therefore you're right. According to me, Pashut, the ladies are going to be exempt from this Balta Ahir because they don't have to go up to Yerushalayim. But according to the Bizirah, I was saying that he says that they're obligated to go up so therefore, since they're obligated to go up to have Shilamim, which means Simcha, therefore seemingly, according to the Bizera, they should be Hayav, because indeed there is an obligation to the ladies to go up. Maybe not for Qurban Iyah, because that's a Shalosh Parim that's only the males, but for Shalmeh Simcha, they have to go up. So once they have to go up, they may have to bring all the other Qurbanot with them, and if they don't, they will be over on Baal Te'ahir. Baruch Anwar Amen Amen.